0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا ونبينا أبي القاسم المصطفى محمد وآله الطيبين الطاهرين لا سيم الله في الأرضين أجل الله تعالى فرجه الشريف Assalamu alayhi al-Hussein wa alaa Ali ibn al-Hussein wa alaa awlad al-Hussein wa alaa ashab al-Hussein wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh Alhamdulillah we have toوفيق to continue our study of divine universal laws and we said the second unconditional all-inclusive law of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that he tests and tries individuals, groups, communities, societies, anybody who is responsible for making responsible decisions will be tested. We said that based on the Quran we can be tested with everything. We can be tested with good things, positive things, things that we like. We can also be tested with the things that we don't like. Sometimes we are tested with blessings. (inaudible) You can be tested with your children, your money, your job, your respect, your beauty, you have a good voice, you have a good appearance, you have talents. All these can be also tested. You can also be tested with difficulties, negative things, losses. As Allah said, لَنَبْلُوَنَّكُمْ بِشَيْءٍ مِنَ الْخُوفِ وَالْجُوعِ مِنَ الْأَمْوَالِ وَالْأَنفُسِ وَالثَّمَرَاتِ You can be tested with fear, with hunger, with loss in lives, in money, losing the fruits of your life. These are also things that we can be tested with. And we said sometimes for believers, test becomes very difficult. Sometimes it reaches the point that Even the messenger and the believers with the messenger used to say, Mata Nasrullah. When is the help of Allah coming? When is the victory with the help of Allah coming? Because Nasr can be help and can be also victory. So the situation was so difficult. That they knew Allah is helping, but they thought it's being too much delayed as if it's not happening. But as we said, you must not lose your hope. And when the situation is very difficult, it means that maybe a very big change is going to happen, not something small. And for a very big change to happen, you have to be ready for some delay. It's like, for example, when a child is growing in the womb of mother, so certain stages go normal. But when the child wants to be born, it's a big change. This needs pain. This needs pressure, pressure on mother, pressure on the child, so that something big is going to happen. This is not something normal. I would like to read one more ayah, because this is also the ayah which is uh, referring to the problems and difficulties that may happen. And that is... The ayah that says, sometimes the problems are so much that people may lose their hope. Surat Yusuf, verse 109 and 110. This is again like the ayah that we had Mata Nasrullah, this is also something similar to that which shows how much the situation can sometimes become tough. We have not sent before you except men from Qur'an. and we communicated to them, we revealed to them. أَفَلَمْ يَسِيرُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ فَيَنْظُرُوا كَيْفَ كَانَ As we said in the first night, one of the things that we must do is to go to the uh, different parts of the world and see what has happened so that we can learn these laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And one of the things that we can learn is to see... What has happened to the people who did uh, their duties properly and those who were not? <inaudible> the hereafter is better for the people who are pious. This dunya compared to the hereafter is nothing. So if you want. To be given the great blessing, you should ask for, a ha- for your happiness in the hereafter. Of course, happiness in dunya as well. But that is definitely much better. Khayrun, it's better. Afala Don't you think? It means if you think, you would approve and come to the same conclusion. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about the situation of the previous nations... Hatta <laughs> is a stay rusul. Vazanu and Nahum Kadkudibu Jahum Nasruna Fannudjim and Nashaw, Wara Yuradu Basuna and Alcoma Mujramin. This Aya is an ayah that Mufassarin have uh, somehow struggled how to interpret. And this is reflected also in the translations of this ayah. Depending on how you interpret two parts. Estay asar Rusul, What does it mean? وَظَنُّ Who is the subject of this verb? So the problems sometimes reached such a level that Estay asar Rusul, The messengers became dispersed but dispersed from what so i think the right interpretation is not that they were dispersed in allah's help with respect to allah's help they were dispersed in people believing in them Like Nuh, for example, Allah reached the point that he said to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they are not going to believe. And if you leave them, they will not be bringing to this world except people who are like them, people who have no openness for faith. So the messengers reach this Feeling that it seems nothing positive is going to happen to the hearts of people. And people thought that they have been told lies, means people thought that the Prophets have not been telling them the truth. Because they saw there is no Support coming from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they were not patient to wait more. You know, imagine if you have to wait, for example, for something to happen over 10 years. And you are not prepared to wait for 10 years. And you start counting days, you know, first... Week, first month, first year, two years, three years, four years. Because at the beginning you just think uh, we thinking that it's going to be a matter of be few days. Then even few weeks was difficult. Few months was a torture. Few years is too much. Because at the beginning you didn't open yourself for ten years waiting. Many times we think it must be a matter of few days or few weeks or few months. Why I should wait you know so long? But as I said, if you want something very big to happen, especially if it's a matter of religion for a community, something so huge to happen, then you have to be uh, expecting that this can take long. It can take years. It can take decades. And if it is something like, for example, universal Government of Imam Mahdi, it can take centuries, maybe several thousands of years, we don't know. So, don't limit your hope by saying that it must happen in such period of time, otherwise I become hopeless. Ibrahim salam to have children... If he was just waiting for few months after marriage, few years, even few decades, it was not going to work. But when he became old, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him children and such a children that there were prophets. And many prophets came and all our imams came through the progeny of Ibrahim. So should he have lost his hope when he was getting to 40, 50, 60 no, you should never lose your hope when you are working with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Be patient. If it is your maslaha, it will happen. If it is not your maslaha or the general maslaha would conflict with your personal maslaha, you will get something better. But never lose hope. So, The messengers were despaired about People believing or were reaching the edge of despair. Which I think that is also another possibility. Because it doesn't say يَأَسَ Rusul says استيأَسَ Means they were very close to becoming mayus to becoming despaired. وَظَنُّوا <laughs> أَنَّهُمْ And people thought that messengers have told them lies. When they reached this point, Ja'ahum Nasruna. And our assistance followed by victory came. Because whenever Allah's assistance comes, then you are victorious. It's impossible that He assists you, but not enough for a victory. This is why Nasr can mean assistance and can mean victory. If He helps, Then he finishes the job. And those that we wanted, they were saved. Those who are criminals, our punishment for them cannot be stopped. Maybe it's delayed. But don't think they are going out of our control, out of our knowledge, and we have forgotten about them. Okay, so alhamdulillah... We finished the discussion about the second general law, which is testing. But there are two points to add to sub laws for Iktabar for examination. Like we had for sending the prophets. One is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would not give humanity always what they want. You can explain this in different ways and all of them are correct. You can say this material world is not capable of satisfying everyone. Yeah? In dunya, there is always shortage. There is always limitation. For example, we have river. Can everyone build his house next to the river? Okay, few people can do that. But the rest cannot leave their house near the river because there is shortage. If there is something in dunya which is good or people think it is good there is all there will always be competition there and therefore can be conflict either this person takes or another person you want maybe for example today there is a job ten people apply for that job how many people can get just one person yeah if for example hundred people pray That I get the best job, or I get the best wife, the best husband in the community, the best wife in the community. In the end of the day, one person can get that. So, there are always in dunya limitations and competition. Sometimes it can lead to conflicts and wars. If... This is mixed with greediness. If people are fair, they are happy with what they can get. If they are not fair, they want always more. And that is by depriving other people. So, one of the things that we find in the Quran is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has planned this worldly life for us in the way that we would be tested with shortage, with limitations. This is because this is the nature of this world, and this is also because this is the best scenario for test. And I told you, you can explain in different ways, because Allah's wisdom brings the limitation of this world into His master plan. This world is the world in which, if I do something good or bad, has impact on you. Yeah? If I drive carelessly, has impact on you. This is the nature of this dunya. You meet someone, he says something good, makes your day. Someone says something bad, can destroy your day. This is the nature of dunya. In dunya you are not only seeing the result of your own actions and thoughts. In dunya you would also see what other people are doing. But actually this is good for the purpose that we have. Because we want to be tested. In the heaven nothing can break Your heart, no one can break your heart, no one can hit you, no one can injure you, no one can, you know, cause you any problem. But then heaven is not a good place for testing. Yeah? Because that's a perfect world. You cannot be tested in heaven. You can be only tested when people interact with each other. So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, Surah Shura, verse 27. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had made all people rich and well off, then this was not going to work they would all become maybe arrogant and proud and would not be good for testing them so Allah is talking about the advantage of not being all of us rich but at the same time as I said this is also because of the nature of this world everything matches each other so you can look at it from different perspective This world is made in the way that blessings and bounties would come in a certain measure for people. We don't have unlimited for everyone. The benefit of this, one of the benefits of this is, then we can be tested. One benefit is that we would not become too much arrogant. So, this is one point. Another point also is... People are created differently. No two people can be the same. I don't think you can find two people, even from the same parents, that are 100% the same. Even you yourself are not the same as what you used to be yesterday or what you are going to be tomorrow. Let alone two people. We can be similar, but we can never be identical. I believe even if a person is cloned, the cloned person would not be identical in character with the first person. Still, there can be two different people. The first can be a mu'min the second can be a bad person, or vice versa. Because it's not a matter of genes, it's not a matter of food, it's not a matter of geography, it's a matter of choices that each person makes, and also the impact that others leave on that person. So, we are all different. Allah has not mass-produced human beings. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has designed every person in a unique way. No two people are the same. And therefore, one of the things that teachers, educators, ulama, even parents who have few children only, they should observe is they should not expect the same thing from everyone. Every person is different. Yes, there are some commonalities, but there are lots of also particularities. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for example, says in Surah Anam, verse 165. ورفع بعضكم فوق بعض درجات Layobl- fima Allah has raised some of you over others in ranks to test you. Someone is more talented or someone is more talented in one field, another person is more talented in another field. Sometimes a person is very good In art, sometimes a person is very good in physics, in maths, some people are very good in humanities, some people are good in, I don't know, farming. Every person has some talents, some skills, some characteristics that might not be 100% the same as another person. And we need these differences. You know, For example, there are jobs that if are offered to you, you say, I never take this job. But Alhamdulillah, in the society, there are people who love those jobs, and they do those jobs. And if they are given your job, they say, never. These differences are very good, because then every person would fill a gap in the society, and we benefit from these differences. But the point is, that now we should not take advantage of these differences and say, I am superior to you because I have this talent that you don't have or I have this, I don't know, skill that you don't have or I have this position that you don't have. This is test. (laughs) لَيَبْلُوَّكُمْ فِي مَا Another ayah is Surah Ma'idah, verse 48. وَلَوْ Allah la Had He wanted, He would have made you one united nation. All the same, everything exactly identical. No difference, let alone any fight or any division. But this is not... Something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala imposes by creation. This is something that you can try to get close to it. But the reality is that Allah has made us very different from each other. <speaking> Again, here Allah says <speaking> so that He tests you in what you have been given. So every person. Every group, every community, every mosque, every alam, every institution, every country, every community, every generation would be tested based on what Allah has given them and they will not be compared to others. They will be just asked what have you done with what we give you la yukallifullahu nafsan illa ma ataha in aqaid class sometimes i make this example i say we may give a person 1000 pounds and we give him some time to do business we give another person 10000 pounds and the same time to do business For example, we give them one year. The one who was given 1,000 pounds makes it 2,000 pounds from halal, of course. The one who has been given 10,000 pounds makes it 15,000 pounds from halal. So, this person has made 5,000 pounds more. But which one is winning? The one who gave... Was given 1,000 and made it 2,000, has doubled the capital. This person has made it only 50% more. So you cannot say this is a better person because he has made 5,000 more. Yeah? So sometimes, you know, we say, okay, this Alem, for example, has written five books. This Alem has written one book. Suppose the books are also the same quality. Who knows? which one is closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You cannot say, because this is five books and that is written one book, this is closer to Allah. No, maybe this person wrote one book and really struggled. That person with even 50% of his time wrote these five books. We don't have that knowledge to compare. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the complete knowledge to compare People not with each other to compare each person with what that person could have done with what he or she has been given. Therefore, one of the things that I am very much concerned, I hope everyone is really thinking about this issue, and this is very much worrying me on the day of judgment is when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows me what I could have become. It's very, you know, painful if you see a big difference between what you could have become and what you are. It's a big hasra, big loss. And I am sure 99% of people If it is because of their own achievements, they are, I can tell you, even less than 1% of what they can become. Unless Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala helps us. We never utilize our opportunities enough. You know, sometimes when we have exam, you know, how much we study in a matter of few days few weeks we study so much that if you study even half of it throughout the year you could be much much more learned how much we do ibadah in months of ramadan if we do a portion of it throughout the year we could be much better in muharram the same so it shows that we have lots of capacity that we don't utilize And Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala would compare you with what you could have become. I hope, inshallah, there would be no too much big difference. Otherwise, this loss and this understanding of loss, because you know, in Akhirah, your understanding is the maximum understanding. In Dunya, our understanding is very minimal. If you have a pain or pleasure in Akhirah, it would be with maximum understanding. In dunya, sometimes you have very, for example, good, I don't know, food, or good conversation, or you go to park, but you don't really enjoy, because your mind is so busy. But in Akhirah, everything positive or negative, you would have maximum understanding, And openness to have encounter with that thing. So a little pain becomes very big pain. And a little pleasure becomes great pleasure. So a great loss would be to see what you could have become. Inshallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would help us to live such a life that we would be saved from that loss. Okay. Alhamdulillah, we finished this. Now we move on to second types of divine universal laws. And that is something which is conditional. As we said, there are sunan al mutlaqa there are sunan al-muqayyada. To be examined for all. But there are things that are based on what you do. One of them is what we call as sunnatul Ilahiya Fil-Imdad. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala helps good people and bad people to some extent. It's a beautiful law of the creation. If someone is trying to secure dunya And doesn't bother about akhirah, he or she would be assisted. If someone is trying to achieve happiness in the hereafter, he or she also would be assisted. This is a beautiful point in the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, for example, in Surah Bani Israel. Verse 18. أعوذ بالله من al الرجيم. من, it's 18, 19, 20. مَنْ كَانَ يُرِيدُ الْعَاجِلَةِ عَجَّلْنَا لَهُ فِيهَا مَا نَشَاءُ لِمَن نُرِيدُ Whoever wills and desires to have Al-Ajala, the quick one, means dunya. Because dunya is the first thing that we experience. So it's called a'jl. So if someone is after dunya, a'jlna lahu fīhā ma nasha We also would give him quickly what we want. But there are two points here, two modifiers. B- please listen very carefully. Qur'an is very, very precise. When it comes to akhirah, Allah doesn't speak like this. But when it comes to dunya, Allah says ma nasha, what we want, not necessarily what they want, and leman nurid for the people that we want. So it means that there can be cases that Allah would not help them in achieving what they want. But as a general, not universal, means there can be exceptions if someone is after dunya, Allah may give him some help in getting what he wants from dunya. But, ثُمَّ جَعَلْنَا لَهُ Jahannama Yaslaha مَدْحُورًا But, he would have no chance of happiness in the hereafter, because he has done all the zulm, all the sins, to get dunya. And we, we, also offered him with some help, but he would have no chance in the hereafter. Woman Arada Akhira, was Sa'a Laha Sa'yaha, Wahoo Mumin, Faulaika Kana Sa'yahum, Mashkura. But whoever wants Akhira. وَسَعَى لَهَا It's not that you only want Akhirah. It's not a wish. It's something that you aim to achieve. So you must make efforts. لَهَا sayaha. You must make the required efforts. And they have Iman. فَأُولَٰئِكَ kana mashkura. These people, their efforts are appreciated and thanked. It's a very beautiful way, inshallah, tomorrow I come back to this ayah because I don't want to uh, say everything tonight so that it would be missed. It's a very beautiful point that Allah doesn't say we will reward them. He says we will th- thank them and this is very important. سَعْيُهُمْ Mashkura. Their efforts are thanked. Then he says, We help the first group, we help the second group. If I want to simplify, I cannot do justice with this example, but let me just simplify. You know, if you have a son, a child, who wants to become, for example, an alim, you help him. You have another child who wants just to do business, you help him. Okay? Of course, I'm not saying to go to business is bad. I'm saying, you see what they want, you help them. Another child, you see, doesn't want to study at all, and you encourage him to do a study. But in the end, it's your child, and you want to help them. So, out of his mercy, and also because of his wider plan, he let his sermons at least somewhere be successful.
1: <laughs> you
0: want dunya? Okay, we help you to go and achieve what you want. At least you would have, you know, some lots of money or you know whatever you want from dunya. But what we prefer is that if you aim at akhirah and try to have enough and adequate from dunya that's the best not just work for dunya work for akhirah and try to have enough from dunya but what is important <inaudible> we help both people both groups of people wama kana ata'u rabbika The gifts of your Lord are not stopped. It means he helps all people. This is different from the sunnah of istadraj. Inshallah, I will talk later about istadraj, which is only for bad people. This is imdad, divine assistance for all people. Whether you want dunya or you want akhirah, Allah will help you, but it doesn't mean that for Allah both of them are equal. He wants you to choose. Then we have another ayah which is also similar. This is in Surah Shura number twenty. Mankana Yuridu Hartal Akhirah نَزَدْ فِي Whoever wants to harvest something from the farm of Akhirah, so is basically someone who is farming for Akhirah and wants something from Akhirah to harvest, we increase in his harvest. So, you want Akhirah? We help you. وَمَنْ كَانَ يُرِيدُ حَرْثَ الدُّنْيَا If you want to Farm in dunya and harvest in dunya, we give you from dunya. But, wama But if you have only invested in dunya, you will get in dunya, but then you don't expect anything in the hereafter. So, there is such a law that Allah helps both groups of people. So, People who get only money, they should not think that it was only them. You know the story of Qarun. Qarun was given so much of wealth that only to carry the keys of the treasures was very difficult For a group of young people, strong men, Even if you have a group of strong men, just to carry the keys, was difficult. You couldn't carry the treasures, Was just to carry the keys, because he was taking the keys perhaps with himself. (laughs) But, People told him, ma Allah This is not your achievement. This is what Allah has given you. Try to do something for your akhira. لا تنسى نصيبك من الدنيا. Don't forget how much you can get for your dunya. Do something for your akhirah It's too much for you. What did he say? He said, Who said God has given me this? I had knowledge I had you know business mind business you know talents this is what I have done So unfortunately when people are successful in their career in their business in whatever field in dunya they think it's only them but they should know that even in that Allah has helped them not only he has created the whole world and given them life you know talents but also he has assisted them any success needs his help any progress needs his help so you should not forget this in surah hud verses 15 and 16 man kana yuridul dunya wa zinataha nuwaffi ilayhim a'malahum fiha whoever wants dunya and the attractions and beauties of dunya, we give their amal completely in dunya. It means that nothing will be reduced, and nothing will be given in akhirah because they don't believe in akhirah. Everything will be given to them in dunya. They will not be given less than what they deserve. But, but these are the people who try to achieve everything, dunya, without considering values and virtues and requirements of taqwa. So they have nothing in akhirah. I don't know if you remember that story that sometimes I have mentioned in some Aqaid and akhlaq classes that. There was a person in time of Imam Sadiq alayhi salam. <laughs> that had a special power to inform people about hidden things. So Imam saw so lots of people have gathered around this person. And they were very impressed. They asked him everything and he answers. For example... Where is my grandfather buried? How many cousins I have? Everything they ask, he answers. What did I have today in breakfast? He answers. You know, there are people who are very interested in people who give such answers. And unfortunately, they believe in such people. So, people were impressed. And... The irony was this person was not a believer. And people were shaken in their faith. Someone who is not a believer, you know, can answer all these questions. None of our ulamas, none of our you know, leaders can answer such questions. So Imam salam asked him, How did you achieve this? He said Whatever I desired, I didn't go after it. I resisted against my temptations and desires. For example, when I was very hungry, I didn't have food. When the pressure of hunger went down, I had food. Or for example, it was a very hot day, I didn't have cold water. I could have cold water. Anything that I wanted, I didn't go after it. I Fought against my desires. So Imam alayhi salam said, do you desire to become a Muslim? He said, no. I have no desire. (laughs) So Imam said, according to your own practice, you should try it now. So he embraced Islam, and then he said, I lost my power. Then he was not able to Inform people about ghaib And according to this, hadith, Imam said something very, very important. Imam said, that ability was the reward of your hard work. Because you didn't have faith, so your reward had to be given in dunya. Now that you have faith, it's saved for your Akhirah. So many times, you get something in dunya, but there is a cost. And it means that you are losing something from Akhirah. Any dua which is answered in dunya, you can lose in Akhirah. There is hadith, if people see on the day of judgment, when people see, you know, what Allah gives them for the du'as which were not answered, they would say, we wish none of our du'as were answered. And du'a is still good. If without du'a can you do something. There is a case... There's a very reliable mystic, contemporary mystic. I don't want to mention the name. He was able to give shifa to people through his strong faith. But in order to perhaps cover this, he was giving them something, a little candy maybe. And people were thinking that this candy is giving them shifa. But indeed, he was giving shifa. This candy was just excused. Sometimes he was giving to someone, and then another person was cured. (laughs) Some people have reservation about this. Of course, I don't want to judge. I'm just saying that even among mystics, there is this discussion. Another mystic was saying, this... Great Arif, by doing this, has lost some of his reward. Because by giving Shifa in this way to people, then some of the things that he had achieved was cashed in dunya. If I pray for your Shifa, it's fine. It's very good. I pray for your Shifa. But if you come to me and I grant you Shifa, Then some mystics say, this means you are cashing. Unless you can do it in the way that that person wouldn't understand and you consider lots of other things. I don't want to judge, but I just want to say that even in spiritual things, it's not without cost if you get something in dunya. The more patient you are, the more you trust Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and wait for akhirah, the better and greater your reward can be. Inshallah, we will continue this discussion of imdad, inshallah, and then we go to the ways that Allah assists believers. And after that, the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deals with the criminals. One of the people that we can see very clearly in his life... That Allah assisted him was Zuhair ibn Qain al-Bajali. Normally in this night some of the companions of Imam like Zuhair and Habib ibn Mazahir are remembered. So I thought it's good to reflect on his life. And I want also to get lessons from his life so that it's not just crying. We want to get lesson, and then we should cry on our own self. You know, Zuhair, it is said that was a very respected person in his tribe, in the whole city of Kufa, and some people say his father Gain maybe was a companion of the Prophet, sallallahu alaihi wasallam.
1: So. He was
0: rich. He had respect. When he was traveling, he had few people always with him. He was Uthmani. He was not a Shia. He was a person who was not following the school of Ahlul Bayt. He was Uthmani. He was a person who was very much affiliated to the third Khalifa. But he had character. He had. A, he was a man of character. It happened. You think it's maybe chance. Some people say it's good luck. But I think this was imdad of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This was assistance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That when Imam Musa was traveling... He was also traveling. But because he was not a follower of Imam Hussein, and also he knew what is the situation, he always was trying to avoid Imam Aleyhis salam. To the extent that in the book it says that لم شيء على زهير من أن ينزل مع إلى العراق So from Mecca till they reached Iraq, the most disliked thing for Zuhair was to meet Imam Hussein. So he was always trying to avoid Imam Hussain. In one place, which is called Zarud, in one station, which is called Zarud, Imam Hussein sent someone to invite him. When he sent someone to invite him, they say they were eating food, and he was shocked. Maybe even the food dropped from his hand because. He was avoiding all this. And in barakats, I think many times, unfortunately, we also do the same. We try to avoid the truth. We try to avoid people who can change our life. You know, We think by not having that encounter, we are in a better situation. But you cannot change the reality by closing your eyes. So, the person who was sent by Imam Hussain, said, Ya Zuhair, Al Hussain, yad'u'ka. Hussain ibn Ali, a.s. is inviting you. Zuhair was thinking how to find an excuse not to go. His wife realized that he is delaying and may Allah have mercy on this lady. She said, grandson of the prophet is calling you, inviting you and you are delaying someone. We need such people to be around us to give us this warning. So Zuhair realized that yes, I must go and meet Hussein. This is the minimum I can do. Later I can decide whether I want to be with him, I don't want to be with him. I, let me go and see Hussein. So his wife told him, <laughs> It's not going to harm you if you go and listen to Hussein and then come back. But he was hesitant and finally he went. What is a secret in the history is what happened in that meeting. What did Imam Hussein do with this Uthmani person who even doesn't want to meet him? That when he returned, the person who narrates says, مَا لَبِثَ مُسْتَبْشِرًا وَقَدْ أَشْرَقَ وَجْهُهُ He didn't take that long. It's not that Imam Hussein had a long debate with him after a few hours convinced him. No. It didn't take that long that he returned, but happily. You know, it's not that, okay, he said, okay, I have to be with Hussein. What can I do? No. He was transformed. He's very happy. He's very excited. And his face is shining. What Abu Abdullah did with this person who had, of course, some Ahliya. If he had no Ahliya, if he had no good heart, then it, he could be like many other people who even were with Imam and left Imam. When Imam, Hussein, uh, imam Ali alayhi salam said Khutbatul muttaqin to Hammam, at the end, he died. Just by listening to Sermon of Imam Ali, he died. Imam Ali said, Don't be surprised. If Mu'aza is baliq, if there is well said Mu'aza, eloquent, but not just eloquent in a linguistic sense, in the sense that reaches the heart, and that person is Ahl, that person is also qualified. This is to happen. We don't die when we listen to Mu'izzah because either Mu'izzah is not baliq or we are not ahl. <laughs> Otherwise, one Mu'izzah should be enough that we die. So, Imam Hussain in a meeting transformed Zuhai. There is a poem that I would like to share with you, and then I go back to what Zuhair said and did. Ey azizan, an Zuhair akhar chedid, khidmat-e shah-e shahidan barkozid. My dear brothers and sisters what did zuhair see at that time that he decided to serve hussein what did he see use your imagination musta'id face on ansuchte dar greiftesch atash afruchte he was a person who was Capable of being attracted by the fire of love of Hussein. Tahtahiyat Darbarash aqaz Kard As soon as he greeted Imam Hussein, alayhi Salam, Gusheye Cheshmi Bedu Shahbaz Kard. Then Imam Hussein looked at him favorably. Darnega hash bood lotfe sarmadi. Jazb kardash annega ahmadi. You know, Hafiz says Anon beek nazar khak kimi akunand. Those people that by looking at soil make it alchemy. Alchemy, which is the root for chemistry, was the catalyst that when you add to a metal, becomes gold. So so if you add this to any metal, it becomes gold. This is alchemy. Hafez, there are people that by looking, they make soil, not gold. They make soil alchemy. Then you make people gold. Hussein made Zuhair, not gold. Made Zuhair, Zuhair Kimia. So that Zuhair can look at people. Now, over centuries, people, just Zuhair is enough to inspire them. Every person can now learn from the example of Zuhair. Dar nigahash bood lutfe sarmadi jazb kardash an e Ahmadi. Because he was a man of character because in a critical time, he made a right decision just to be polite and go and meet Imam. Now he deserves Emdat. Imam wants to bring him in. Because you must have something so that there is a reason to help you and not others. Do something positive. Then you will be, inshallah, receiving assistance. Now, this zuheer became very, very exceptional. I have three moments of zuhir I wanted to share with you, but the time is very limited. Maybe I say only some of them. In the night of Ashura, when Imam Hussein, salam talked to his companions... And offered them that they can use the darkness of the night and go. Then it was Zuhair who said, If I am killed and then revived and then killed for one thousand times, I'm not going to leave you, Hussein. What this Mdad is doing A person who didn't want even to meet Hussein now he says, if I am given 1,000 lives, I am not going to leave you. And you think it was exception? No. You can also become Zuhair. I can be Zuhair. Imam is the same. We are not the same as Zuhair. Otherwise, Imam is the same Imam. Everyone can try this. And on the day of Ashura, He was one of the two people who stood in front of Imam when Imam was going to say his prayer. And it is, I think, very symbolic that when Imam is facing Qibla and facing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Zuhair is between him and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Can you imagine this? What an honor is this, that... You now are in a position that when Imam is facing Allah is facing you This is ulā'ika kāna sa'yuhum mashkūra Allah is not going to forget Allah is going to always remember you and tell other servants about you
1: Assalamu عليك يا أبا عبد الله وعلى الألوى التي حرأت بفنائك عليك مني سلام الله أبدا ما فبقي الليل والنهار ولا جعله الله اخر العهد مني لزيارتكم السلام على الحسين وعلى علي بن الغسين وعلى أولاد الحسين وعلى أصحاب الغسين وإمام حسين عليه السلام فنشت السلاة عند دي أفاشورا then Zuhair, who was now relaxed that Imam has finished his salat, went for the battle. And he fought such a fight that nothing like that was seen before. And nothing, and nothing like that was heard. And he, and he was, was saying, saying this, Rajas, azukum Bessayif An Hussaini. Ana <laughs> Zuhairun wa Anavnul qayni." With my sword, my sword I am, I am defending Hussein from, from you. I am Zuhair, the son of Zuhair. Then he then went, he went, in, went front in front of Imam Hussain Hussein and said, Al-Yaum al-Qad jaddak al-Nabiyya. O oh today I am going to meet your grandfather, the Prophet. Fadad kanapsi, Hadiyan Mahdiyya. May I be your ransom, my God. I am going also to meet your uncle Ja'far Tayyar (laughs) I am going to meet your brother and father Amir al Then two enemies attacked him including Muhajir ibn Aus The same person who was talking to Hora ibn Yazid, as we said. Then after he was falling on the floor, Imam Hussein alayhi salam told him, La yub'idaka, la yub'idanna Allahu ya Zuhay. Ya Zuhay, may you never be far from us. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> وَلَعْنَ قَاتِلَكَ لَعْنَ الَّذِينَ مُسِقُوا قِرَدَةً وَخَنَازِيرٌ May Allah curse your killers like he cursed the people of زهير <laughs> <laughs> Let us talk to ourselves, ourselves. let us 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 talk to our our heart. 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 The poet poet says says, to to, 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 his heart, Heart. Heart. become become like like Zuhair so so that that you can also reach Karbala. Zuhair bash delam ta be Karbala beresi. (speaking) Bekar (speaking) evan shaidan ne ne neva beresi. Imam Peik Feristad Dar Fiyad Barki. My dear brothers and sisters, our Imam Zaman has invited all of us to his camp. He is asking us for help. Dar Jawabat Your Imam is waiting for your answer. No matter which part of the world you are, if you are a lover, you will reach your beloved. Zuhair Bash Bezan Dar Imam Be like Zuhair even if you have problems but still be close to your Imam So that inshallah with the assistance of Imam you will be brought into his circle muride hazrat arbab bosh oshoq bash ke dar maqam iradat be try to be a seeker of nearness to your master so that inshallah your claims become realities در Everywhere in the world is Karbala, every day is Ashura. Try to reach to the middle of the battle and be there at the service of your Imam. Zuhayr Bash Dilam Ba Yazid Nafs Bijang Kat Kitab Ajr Shahidan Nainawabirisi Fight the Yazid of Nafs Ammar Fight your temptations Fight your laziness Fight your confusion find your desires so that you can be with the martyrs of Karbala. نسألك اللهم وندعوك باسمك العظيم الاعظم العز الاجل الاكرم وبالقران المستحكم وبدم الحسين يا الله 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 يا رحمان يا رحيم يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك وَكْفَنَا يَا قَادِيَ Ya Kafi Al الْمُهِمَّاتِ إِنَّكَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٍ O Allah, please send the best of your salutations to Muhammad and Muhammad. O oh Allah, please forgive our delay in answering your call. <laughs> please forgive our shortcomings in serving our Imam and our Master. Please help us to serve you and serve the truth every, every talent, talent, every skill, every, essence, every energy, every, every, power every power that you have, that you have given us. Given us, us, us. Please, please give shafa to all people who people are ill. In. Please send, please your, send your, your, your Rahmah, rahmah and maghfura to all, all mu'mineen, mu'mineen who have passed, passed away. away. And, and please, please, please bless, bless our, parents, bless our parents, parents who are alive, alive with, with dignified, dignified and healthy life and those who have passed away with nearness to Muhammad and Allah Muhammad and with your maximum mercy. Please keep us and and our children children always on the right path. Please make make the last moment of our life the best moment of our life.